Greetings, Seamheads, and welcome into the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. Hope everybody is doing well out there on this Tuesday, September 14th, right around 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The Rockies continue their 2021 campaign, and we're here to talk about it, chop it up, and also preview the upcoming Major League Baseball postseason. I'm your host, Danilo Pirro. If you guys feel so inclined, you can give me a follow on social media at Media by AP. I also host the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show uh, right here on Mile High Sports Radio. And to my left, I have the producer of that show, one Andrew Detmer. What's going on, my guy? What's up? Kind enough to give me a few minutes of his time to talk about his favorite sport. He honestly might be a better podcast host for this than I am. Uh, Major League Baseball. You are a baseball nut to the fullest and i'm excited to pick your brain about the state of the rockies and also the state of the wild card standings i know your cardinals are uh you know kicking and screaming trying to stay alive a little bit in a sense yeah we've had this discussion so many times i cannot get a read on how the 2021 cardinals are actually looking it's mind-boggling might not be the right word yeah no it's uh it's interesting, man. It's been an up-and-down year. I know there's a handful of clubs. My Mets have been up and down. Uh, the Crosstown rival Yankees. Sorry about last night. No, it's what it is. <laughs> um, you know, the Yankees have been up and down. The Phillies. I mean, it's just the, the Rockies even. You know, I mean, nobody thought they'd be where they are right now. 66 wins for this ball club. They already hit their over for the season with two weeks left to play. So, uh, interesting stuff. So, uh, in this podcast, I think, you know, let's... Uh, well, I definitely want to talk to you because you're a general baseball guy as much as you know about the Rockies and the Cardinals as well. Um, let's start with the hometown team, and then we'll take a look at some of the pennant races that are going on, some of the wild card races as well. Uh, but the Rockies, Andrew, over the weekend, they have a pretty solid series against the Philadelphia Phillies day off yesterday. Uh, like I said, 66 wins, but September, you know, is kind of that closing time month. You know, the season's slowly, slowly but surely starting to wind down. Um, what has been your take on this Rocky season as a whole as we get ready to kind of dwindle down here? Where, where, you know, what was your expectation for this club to start the year? And have they lived up to it, fell below it, gone above it? Uh, what's been your take on the Rockies this year? They've played a lot better than I think a lot of people, including myself, thought they would. You know, they've they started out really, really poorly. I don't remember what the exact record was. It was it was it was uninspiring. They were playing a lot of uninspired baseball, and recently they've really they've they've picked themselves up and then some since the All Star break. They've kind of, in a sense, been overachieving. I think, like you, you look at Trevor Story, you look at guys like I can't even think of uh, Rymel Tapia. They've right. they've been really they, uh, for the most part they kind of had to carry the load. Trevor Story, you know, having the the worst year of his career so far, but that uh, he's been playing better baseball as of late. I've seen his name pop up on the MLB at, at bat notifications for yeah. Trevor Story has uh, double home runs, driving five runs, like you know, just the, the kind of stuff you start to expect from Trevor Story, especially uh, for the year that he's had. It's been it's been a sigh of uh, relief seeing him kind of pick it up. Yeah, no, that's been a good thing, and I think a lot of people were surprised that the Rockies opted to hang on to Trevor Story beyond the trade deadline. Um, you know, but this has probably been his worst year in the big leagues. I mean, statistically, maybe last year with the sixty game season, but I don't really count that for anybody to be honest. Yeah, you kind of can't hold the sixty yeah. game season uh, really to anybody, maybe outside of Cody Bellinger, who right. just, he has <laughs> been. Oh my gosh, what the hell happened to him? He had he was really bad last year, and he's been even worse this year. And last year, you kind of like, well, a lot of people, a lot of all uh, these players had really rough. 2020 season, right. so you really can't hold it against in 60 games. Like it's small sample size. 2021 though, uh, 
this is where you you kind of see where the if 2020 was really kind of like a an aberration, right? Or if it was start to be the new benchmark for some of these players. Uh, Cody Bellinger, for instance, Christian Yelich has been just not the MVP guy he was in 19 or yeah. in 2018 when he won it, in 2019 when he had probably as strong as strong of or a better case for the MVP than Cody Bellinger. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been like I love the term roller coaster ride, and I mean that's kind of what it is for a hundred and sixty two game season. Is you got some ups, you've got some downs, and I agree with you. You can't really hold that sixty game season against some of these players, but Cody Be- Cody Bellinger has certainly been one of the more interesting cases of drop off from MVP esque player to below average. You know, I mean he's been not even playable lately for the Dodgers. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's been it's been real bad. I you know he's uh he's picked it up a little bit uh, like right after the All Star break for like three weeks stretch he was hitting like home run after home run after home run. Right, but he's back to being the. Uh, okay, so I've I've got to get this off my chest. Go I ahead. haven't said this anywhere. Cody Bellinger might actually be the most overrated player in baseball. He could like be. everybody looked at his 20, 2017 year his rookie year. Oh, uh, I think yeah, it was it was seventeen, and then twenty nineteen when he won the MVP. Where I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be the next great, next best thing, the next Mike Trout. If you look at his uh, twenty eighteen, yeah, the were year, uh, his second year in the league, he was not great. Like right. he was, he was borderline replaceable. He was a um, rotation guy in their outfield. Right. Uh, and then twenty nineteen was the MVP. Last year he's bad. This year is even worse. Like he's more of like a flash in the pan type player. Yeah. And that happens with baseball players sometimes, though. You know, you, you get you can bottle up for two, three good years, and then it kind of all falls off. But I think sometimes it falls off, but some players are able to kind of remain consistent, right? But some players just die. He's a guy they who— quite literally perish. Yeah, he's a guy who, once pitchers truly made adjustments to who he was, he has failed to— Readjust. Yes, to readjust to the pitching. Mm, one-trick pony, essentially. Granted, I also kind of—I don't know how to base this year's offensive stats, really, for anybody— because yeah. of the whole pitching, like pitching has just dominated the sport this year. Yeah, no, it has. And pitching is, you know, it's been that direction for a long, long time. You know, it's just pitching, pitching, pitching seems to outweigh good hitting in and the modern game. Even with the lack of foreign substances. Right. Like it, pitching. That is works for about spin. two weeks. I feel like you got some inflated numbers for about a day and then it just went back to normal. Yeah. Garrett Cole Garrett was Cole, like yeah. giving up eight runs a game. Now he's Who back was the to- A's pitcher that got caught and like ejected? He's like the only person that, or was it a Mariner pitcher? It was a Mariners pitcher. It was one of the relief guys. Like, oh my name gosh. escapes me. That is funny. I love that whole, everything about that situation was fantastic. But, um, no, it's definitely been an interesting 2021 season, uh, especially for the Rockies. I'm joined by my guy, Andrew Detmer, here on the 20th and Blake podcast. Uh, the Rockies, they're getting ready to start a series here with the Atlanta Braves. Should be a competitive one. And the Rockies. Hector Santiago. Ah, there we go. That name rings a bell. Um, you know, with the Rockies here right now, too, they actually, I was, I talked about it on the podcast yesterday. They have the opportunity to kind of just really be a thorn in the NL East side because the Rockies still have series with Atlanta. I think they still play. They have Washington, which isn't going to make a difference, and then I think they have Atlanta again one more time. So it's like the Rockies at this point in the season. I got to look this up now. Um, they have some NL East competition. I think they only got four or five series left with the with uh, the first one starting this evening against Atlanta. Um, we'll see, man, if the Rockies can go ahead and play spoiler. I mean, been, hey, did you, did you, did anybody expect them to take two or three from the Phillies on the road over the weekend? Like, that's pretty impressive. No. Which was kind of like bittersweet for me. I like seeing the Rockies win, but at the same time, I have a lot of, I don't have a lot of money, but I have a right, lot of money right, on the right, line right. for the Phillies, uh, right fielding Bryce Harper to win the MVP. <laughs> and the more, I know the, that's the only thing I'm rooting for. The more the Phillies struggle, like the least, the less likely he is to win the MVP, which like, right. I need the Phillies to, to pick it up. 
So the Rockies here, they've got Atlanta starting tonight, three games set, then they've got Washington day off, and then they come home for a series against the Dodgers and the Giants. That's going to be fun because the both of those teams are kind of flip-flopping, flip-flopping back and forth for first place in the NL West division. We'll see if the Rockies can make some noise there. You've got the uh, Washington Nationals and then the Arizona Diamondbacks at ho- or on the road, excuse me, to round out the year at the start of October there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Rocks can play spoiler here down the stretch, make life a little bit more difficult for the Giants, Dodgers, Braves. Uh, we shall see, but it's. Been, I like their chances against the Dodgers a lot, a yeah. lot more than the Giants. Uh, the Giants have been they man. I don't know what their win total was before the year, but yeah, I hope people bet the over. They have been the biggest surprise of the season. They've been just sensational. I know. I know they were power ranked to begin the season at twenty four, mm. which is everything. Wow, to. yeah, twenty four. I think they posted it last night. Let's from a where where it started to where we are. Like ESPN, That's insane. ESPN's power ranking them like twenty four. The Giants have posted it on their Twitter last night. And then I would their their first team to actually clinch a playoff spot. My gosh, that's insane! Well, I uh, wish I would have put some money on that. Yeah, no, I wish I did too. Hey, speaking of putting some money on some stuff, our friends who are over at DraftKings got a special me- special message for you guys. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for detailed gambling problem. Your number to call is 1-800-422 or 522-4700. All right. Got the read out of the way. Back to the baseball. Um, yeah, the Giants have been the creme de la creme, I think, of the National League this year. I know the Dodgers have been kind of you know flip flop flip flopping back and forth with them in the division, um, but I think San Francisco's primed to make some noise in the in the playoffs, man. I mean, they've got the rotation. Buster Posey's looking good. Brandon Crawford's still just doing his thing. They still got Brandon Belt. Like it's just crazy. That, like some of the old guard, you know, still sticking around. And Gabe Kapler. You know, a guy who I was very down on from his time in Philadelphia, to his credit, turning the ship around for the Giants in the National League West Division. Yeah, he's had that uh, manager of the year unlock for like a month. Yeah, it's, it hasn't even been close. Man, what were the odds on him before the year to win man? Is this his first year or second year? It's, I believe it's year number one. Okay, interesting. Ever since, he, is he the first guy since Bruce Bochy retired? They didn't hire anybody else? I don't think they did. I think he's the, the next in line. No, because Bochy's been retired for a couple years now. Yeah, well, then who took over for them? Hmm. San Francisco Giants manager history. Let's find. This is the beauty of a podcast is you can just, you know, around and around and around. Here we go. List of San Francisco Giants managers. Let's see what we've got. No, Gabe Kepler. Bruce Bochy was the skipper from 2007 to 2009, and then Gabe Kapler took over in 2020. So the 16 season. 2020. Or 2019. I'm sorry, 2009. What am I saying? Uh, 2007 to 2019, uh, Gabe Kapler took over in 2020. So the 60 game shortened season was his first. He's 86 and 63 right now as uh, manager of the uh, San Francisco Giants. Did I read that right? That can't be right. Oh my gosh. 
Bruce Bochy has a losing record as the Giants manager? He's got 1,052 wins and 1,054 losses. So two less losses, two more losses than wins, but that's interesting. That's right? crazy to think about. But three World Series rings. Three, yeah, three World Series rings, and a, a lot of those, a lot of those uh, 2010 teams, like they were always fringe yeah. playoff teams, even when they weren't, you know, in the playoffs. They made, let's see here. Wow. Three league championships, three World Series. Wow. Yeah, no, this is interesting. Wow. That's really, that's kind of fascinating to me, to be honest with you. Stuff you find out when you're not even looking for it. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Dusty Baker, the old giant skipper back in the day. Felipe Alou. Oh, man, I'm getting, I'm getting on <laughs> track here with these names. Um, no, yeah, the Giants have been certainly interesting in the National League West. I, I have them. You know, let me ask you this. Who's the team in the National League that you got your eye on that can maybe get past them? Is it going to be the Dodgers, or you got another team that you think can kind of rival them in a series? Instinctively, I want to say L.A. Yeah, you know that you have the, to. The, the level of talent on that team is just mind-numbing. Yeah, it's it's insane. And now they have uh, Max Scherzer, 3,000 strikeout guy. You know, of course, he does it with the Dodgers. But you know what it kind of feels like, in a way? Remember when the Golden State Warriors, like, the year after they won their first title with Kevin Durant, like, they went out and brought in, like, Boogie Cousins. You know, and they went in and they brought in some other guys. And it's just like, they got all these names, right? It's like, how many more names can you pop? Like, at some point, it's just got to bottom out. Or like the Lakers right now. You know, they go out and get Rajon Rondo, Andre Drummond, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Like, it's just like, you're going after the, like, I don't want to say Russell retreads, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Like, it's just insane. Like, at what point? Like, the rich can only be so rich, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's, like, it's you know, it's got to, there's some degree of continuity that has to take place in order for this when to work. When you play in L.A., though, it's especially for an L.A. team, yeah. man, the, especially the king of L.A. baseball, the Dodgers, like, God, it's so annoying. The only that, like, they're going over the salary cap. The salary, not the salary cap, the, uh, the luxury, luxury tax. tax. And the fact that they're they're able to go over it with ease, like, every single yeah. year. They have Mookie Betts just over the, on that huge contract. Probably going to re-sign Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. At some point, uh, Max Muncy's contract right. is going to come up. Yeah, and he's going to uh, get paid. Trey Turner. I know it's ridiculous. It's it's just disgusting. The other Turner, the redhead. Yeah, who thought people Justin thought he was going to leave too? That was the funny part is people thought he was on the way out. He wasn't signed though until like the right end. before playoff or right before uh, spring training. Yeah. Weird stuff, man. Which is weird to think about, the too. The Dodgers. I'm rooting for the Giants. I don't want the Dodgers again. I'm over them. I'm really over them, personally. Also, don't sleep on the Brewers. Yeah, they've been... Speaking of the Brewers, you saw Ryan Braun retire today? That, yeah. After 14 Thank years, God. Mr. P.E.D.? Ooh. Yeah, there's there's no love lost between Cardinals fans and, and Ryan Braun. They're, the, the level of anger towards that man... I don't even know why. We, we, we just <laughs> don't like Ryan Braun. Not a fan Something of Ryan about Braun. him is just like... It's just not not pleasant. Yeah, no, I agree. Let's it's, see. it's Cronky-esque levels. Yeah, I, c- I could understand that. Ryan Braun actually grew up playing baseball where I grew up playing as a kid. Like, my old hitting coach as a kid was his best friend. I'll never f- I-, I will never forget is when he first got busted for PEDs, but he got acquitted. He's a so- SoCal kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember like asking my hitting coach, I was like, you think he did it? He's like, hell no. This guy's the purest hitter I've ever been around. No way he's juicing. Like, he's just a pure hitter. And then I remember, like, two, womp, three, womp. Yeah, two three years later, it all came out. I was like, oh. Oh. Interesting stuff. Um, all right, let's stick with the National League here. I'm kind of liking the conversation. And, you know, there's still a lot of time in the baseball season, so we can always hop back in the booth and do a full deep dive on the American League. Let's go National League-centric here. Um, then we'll, we'll revisit the, uh, the American League hopefully later this week and just keep pumping out the podcast here for you guys as we get closer to uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs. Just taking a look at these divisions right now. We talked about the NL West. 
you know, it's a very competitive division. You got the Padres still vying for that playoff spot as well. Uh, the East, you've got the Braves, Phillies, and Mets all looking to make the playoffs still. Uh, we were just talking about the Brewers, though, and your Cardinals and the Reds both kind of vying for those wild card spots as Milwaukee is running away with the division. What do you make of the end of Central down the stretch here? Milwaukee's had it locked in for like a month. Yeah, like that's they, absurd. I remember back before the uh, fourteen game before the right All Star break, the Cardinals would have had to go like sixty two and like twelve, and the Brewers would have had to like, hit some ridiculous skid for the Cardinals to even want to hop over the Brewers. And then the Reds just can kind of they 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 started out really hot, they got cold, they got hot again. Now they're back to trending in the 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 colder region of the standings. Mm. The Cardinals are playing five hundred ball. And the fact that we're playing 500, the fact that the Cardinals are playing 500 ball and still half a game from a playoff spot. Yeah, that's insane. Disappointing home record for both the Reds and the Cardinals. Cardinals just 39 and 33 at home. I mean, you're above 500, but you'd expect you got to dominate at home. You'd think. You'd think. But when, you know, when you're hitting coach, his, car is a, uh, his last name is Correa. I can't think uh, of his first name. He is the worst hitting coach <laughs> in baseball. He was the – the Cardinals – the reason the Cardinals signed him on uh, as their hitting coach three or four years ago is because he was attached to that 2017 Astros team back before everybody ah. realized they were cheating. But he wasn't even on the major league on major league hitting coach. He was in the minors still. But everybody thought, oh, well, he must be doing something great with these hitters. I see them doing what they're doing. Everybody has no PS of 1,000. And the fact – yeah, and now he's just like – like like uh, the Cardinals hitters, they, they, they've come out and said to me uh, – we're reaching out to external options to uh, wow. to fix our hitting. That's brutal. This is everything it needs to. Wow. Well, hopefully you guys are due for an overhaul there. It'll be interesting. You th how, where, where do you think uh, – who do you think the wild cards are right now if you had to pick? we got some teams in the running. Well, right now it's uh, L.A.'s locked in that number one spot. Yeah, they've got – so who's going to get the second one? I know San Diego's in the running, Cincinnati, the Cardinals. Uh, it's all there. I don't think it's going to be San Diego. They've got like nine games remaining against the Giants. Oh, beautiful! So that I, I I hate to say because I really like the Padres. You know, Tatis Junior. Yeah. Is, is really He's good, good for, for the game. But the Giant, the the Padres, just I you can already I I feel confident scratching them off the list. Uh, Cincinnati, you just don't know how how they're going to finish the year. They're trending colder right now, but you know once they realize oh we're we're still in the playoff hunt, yeah. they might try and pick they it might up. Pick it up. Uh, the Cardinals, the exact same way. You know. And then you have the Philadelphia Phillies and the New York your your New York Mets. Oh, they're still and they're they're, they're everybody's just hanging around that like three three to four game like and they can win window. the division. That's the thing is like the division's not. I mean, I think Atlanta's four four up right four now. Four and a half, yeah. That's I mean, it's a chunk, but it's doable. Like it's it's manageable. It's, if you can come back from four and a half, there is a universe where coming if the back Rockies win, is, yeah, the Rockies got to dominate the tonight, Rockies baby. Have to come on now. So yeah, get it twisted because I'm a Cardinal fan because I want the Cardinals to get that second wild card spot. But the, for Bryce Harper to win the MVP, the right. Phillies have to make the playoffs. Yeah, mm, and yes, they do. They have to make the playoffs. So it's like, do I want the Cardinals to win, make the playoffs, or do I want that one thousand dollars for Bryce Harper? I'd want the thousand dollars. Yes, personally. But you know, Eric Goodman said, "Don't don't bet against your team." I feel like that's kind of betting against your team. Wow, you know, it, here's what I I'm just looking at the Atlanta Braves schedule too. They end the year. Their last three series are San Diego, Philly, New York Mets. That is going to be insane. That is going to be crazy. San Diego, Philly, Mets for the Atlanta Braves. I mean, they could go from be, winning the division to not even being a wild card team in that three weeks or in that three series stretch potentially. Also, I think Phil, I think the Braves might be the most. 
underwhelming, like uh, under underachieving team in the 2021 baseball season. Yeah. We talked about this team on your show, uh, the DSB, like right, well, right when the season started, the Braves were kind of the lock, like right. the lock of locks outside of LA to win their division. Yeah. And now they're 10 games above 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The National League uh, wild card and divisional race is going to come down to it. Major League Baseball playoff time is almost upon us. The NL East looking tough. The NL Central got some two wild card teams in there. The Padres looking to stay alive. And the Dodgers locked in right now into that first wild card spot. It's going to be the Dodgers or the Giants. It just depends on who wins that division. Uh, coming out of the World Series? Or coming to the no, World Series? No, no, Series? in regards to who's going to get that second wild card spot. Like, the first one. Or the first one, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, it's yes. going to it's gonna be one of those two teams. Yeah, that's pretty much a lock right now. So, um, all right, let's put a bow on it, Andrew. What do you have closing thoughts-wise about the National League? Anything that we left off? Anything you want to get off your chest about the National League? It's going to be one of the wildest finishes to the last three weeks of the season yeah. that we've seen probably since 2011. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to it's gonna be crazy. No, twenty. it was 2019 where we had the two uh, 163s. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. 2018. And the, and the Rockies lost. Was yeah. that 2018? Yeah, yeah 2018. 2018. Cuz that was yeah, the year was they lost time. to the the Brewers in the playoffs. Yep, I was there for that. And that they beat the Cubs time. in the wild card game. Yes, Tony Walters. Yep. Right here with the ugh, like that flex and like yeah, what a, what a time. All right, good stuff, man. Well, uh, we'll do it again later this week. We'll talk some American League baseball and uh, get you guys ready for the end of Rocky season and the start of the Major League Baseball postseason. If you guys want to keep the conversation rocking and rolling, uh, you can check us out on the Denver Sports Betting Radio Show right here on My Life Sports Radio. We're on from 3 to 4 every single weekday on 98.1 FM. Andrew, my man, any closing thoughts that you want to get off your chest? Uh, go Cards. There we go. And go I'm gonna, Cards. I guess I got to say go Mets, and maybe the Rockies can play some spoiler against the uh, Atlanta Braves in their upcoming series, which begins Fingers tonight. Fingers crossed. We shall see. All right, this has been the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. For Andrew, I'm Anilo Piro. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good week.